Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Monday, October 16th. Coming up, Shydon Blake was put in max custody in a Kansas prison because officers said he threatened to kill them and start a gang war. There's evidence that those reports were false, but Blake still can't change his record. We'll talk to a Kansas News Service reporter about the challenges people face in prison disciplinary systems. But first, some headlines. The local Palestinian community says it's worried about the safety of their family during the war between Israel and Hamas. That includes Maha, who was born in Gaza and lives in Kansas City. She declined to give her last name for safety reasons. How do you continue to live knowing that your family is looking up every second of the day? You don't know when or where or why or how, but you know that they're not safe. Maha told KCUR's Up to Date, communication is sparse, so she doesn't know if her family has food, has been displaced, or if they're even still alive. Jewish community members are also worrying about their families. Netta Meltzer was born in Israel and now lives in Overland Park. She has more than 20 family members who live near Tel Aviv, and she told KCUR that waiting for the latest updates has been debilitating. If my cousins are called to reserve duty, if a rocket, you know, is able to make its way all the way over there, I'm sort of holding my breath until this is over. Meltzer says the Jewish community in Kansas City is tight-knit and will continue to support each other throughout the conflict. Scores on the ACT hit their lowest point in more than 30 years this year. Suzanne Perez of the Kansas News Service reports scores for Kansas students are falling, too. Nationwide, the class of 2023's average composite score on the ACT was 19.5 out of a possible 36, a decline of 0.3 points from last year. Kansas graduates performed slightly below the national average. Their average composite score was 19.4 down half a point from the previous year. It's the eighth consecutive year of declines for Kansas students. The graduating class of 2023 was in their first year of high school when the COVID-19 pandemic reached the U.S. Among the class, only about one in five students met all four ACT benchmarks for success in college. Missouri students performed better than their peers nationwide, with an average composite score of 19.8. Today is the opening of Missouri's black bear hunting season. KCUR's George Russell has more. This is only the third year in Missouri's modern history that hunters are allowed to pursue black bears. The species was nearly driven out of the state a century ago, but has rebounded in the last few decades. Relatively strict rules keep the hunt below the Missouri River, with a statewide maximum of 40 bears, so it doesn't affect population growth. Nate Bowersock, a biologist with the Missouri Department of Conservation, says this year's hunt could be affected by the recent drought, which has meant fewer acorns and other food deep in the woods. The bears will have to move more often to find the foods they need. I would be surprised if we didn't see more animals harvest this year um, compared to last. Bear season runs through October 25th. We'll be back after this.
People incarcerated in Kansas prisons say it's nearly impossible to appeal a false disciplinary write-up, even if they have evidence of their innocence. Those write-ups can have a big impact on how people experience their prison sentences. Blaze Mesa is a reporter covering criminal justice for the Kansas News Service. He told me it's hard to know how many write-ups are false, but it is a problem across the U.S. So what is a write-up and how do prisoners get one? Yeah, so it works similar to a court process. Now, I want to be clear, this isn't exactly a court process. It all happens in the internal prison discipline system. But an inmate and the officer who wrote them up will go before another officer who will determine guilty, not guilty. Inmates can appeal guilty verdicts. They can take pleas for lesser charges. So pretty similar to a court process. But inmates say this is a kangaroo court at best, that the officers will always believe other officers, and sometimes it's not even worth trying to appeal uh, appeal charges. In some situations, inmates have proof of their innocence. Can that help them fight a write-up? It can certainly help them fight it, but it's no guarantee. Uh, I spoke with one inmate who was accused of threatening somebody else. They said the conversation was heard out of context. They didn't threaten anybody. But when they were at their hearing or when they were going through this process, they said, can I bring the person I allegedly threatened so you can see that I didn't threaten them? And they weren't allowed to do so. Um, Some inmates say there's really no point in trying to appeal some of these charges. And Wanda Bertram with the Prison Policy Initiative, that's a left-leaning prison reform group, says appealing write-ups are pretty stacked against the inmates. When a corrections officer decides that someone has committed an infraction, there's very little that the person can do um, to, to seek uh, redress of that if they think that, that's, that that was an inappropriate charge. There are handfuls of examples of inmates saying that even when they have proof, they can't exactly get anything done. So in theory, it should help them overturn appeals, but that doesn't always happen in practice. Your story focuses on one person, Shidon Blake. What happened in his case? So Blake was sitting in his cell one day. Uh, Officers said it looked like he was having a stroke. He was slurring his words. His face was drooping. And because it was potentially life-threatening, officers said you kind of have to get medical attention. But Blake really didn't want to go. Uh, Blake needed to go in belly chains, in a restraint chair. And officers say he was resisting getting medical care so much that he became verbally combative, threatening to start a gang war and kill anyone who touches him. Blake says none of that happened. He spent years trying to tell people that none of that happened, but nobody believed him. Uh, Eventually, he'll go before parole boards, and with that write-up on his record, he keeps getting denied parole, and he says that's the main reason why. Now, it's important to note, some officers have come to Blake's defense and said the narrative in that report is simply not true, but even with their backing, the write-up still remains on his record. How widespread is this issue in Kansas prisons and prisons across the U.S.? Yeah, so you'll generally hear this complaint with Kansas prisoners and prisons across the U.S. It's certainly not a Kansas issue, but it's hard to pinpoint exactly how common it is. Um, So 20% of write-ups will end in a not guilty verdict. So getting written up doesn't guarantee you're getting in trouble, but if you're found guilty, just 0.8% of guilty rulings were successfully appealed. Now, there's about 15,000 write-ups in 2022 in the Kansas prison system specifically. To go through every case and to look at every guilty verdict and to see which are fair or not fair would just be a little bit too much work. And the Kansas prison system isn't super transparent, so it's it's just really hard to tell if this is a widespread issue. 
So you reported last year that the Kansas prison system was misusing alcohol test swabs for nine years, and that led to an unknown number of false positives showing that people were allegedly drinking alcohol when they actually were not. Does that suggest prisons have systemic issues with discipline? Well, inmates will certainly say that that is proof. They'll say that they have complained. They did tell the prison and officers that they weren't doing anything wrong, but still getting in trouble. Uh, The prison system will obviously disagree. But yeah, no, that is one specific example of mistakes that are happening on a large scale. Now, of course, there are a lot of reasons someone can get written up. That's just one part of it. But it's something that inmates will certainly point to and say, this is just something the prison does. They don't listen to people. They do what they want, and they'll write up people if they think they did wrong. What did the Kansas Department of Corrections say in response to your story? So they didn't speak with me for this story. I gave them multiple chances to do so, but they passed every time. I also tried to get a hold of the officer who came to Blake's defense, but had no luck there either. You wrote that it was hard for you to get public records about this story. What happened there? Yeah, so specifically with Blake, there were emails back and forth between corrections officers where they were defending Blake, saying the narrative and the write-ups were just simply not true. We filed an open records request. We were denied. We followed up multiple times with the prison saying, hey, you know, I think you may be interpreting open records law wrong. Wouldn't this be open? What about this? But they mostly ignored us. It wasn't until we had to get a lawyer to argue on our behalf that the prison system finally gave up just a few emails to help us confirm some details of this story. So what changes are inmates seeking when it comes to the write-up system? Well, of course, they just want it to be more fair. They want people to not get in trouble when they say they have evidence of their innocence. It really depends who you talk to about this. Some say maybe we destroy the whole system and try again. Some say maybe we need to go through the courts to do all of this. But it's really kind of a complex system, and there is no clear solution. For example, going through the courts would be a pretty heavy burden on our court system. So. There's a lot of different narratives or different desires for change, but overall, inmates just want to be listened more and treated with more respect when they go through this process. That was Blaze Mesa of the Kansas News Service. The Kansas News Service is a collaboration of KCUR, KMUW, Kansas Public Radio, and High Plains Public Radio. It reports on health, the many factors that influence it, and their connection to public policy. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia dean This podcast is produced by Byron Love and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Blaze's story on prison write-ups, visit kcur.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow.